This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today in episode 221, we're going to be talking about virtual music lessons, and I have no idea about them, so I have a guest with me today, Sean David McGoran. So welcome, Sean David. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. So um, he's going to be talking specifically about virtual music lessons, but before we get going, let him. I just want you to introduce yourself to us and then go into and explain to us why do you think our children should be learning music? Yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, well, my name is Sean David, and I'm the director of the Tuned In Academy, which is a nonprofit academy of music. We're based in Olympia, Washington, although we also have a satellite in South Seattle. And we also have a virtual team that teaches music all around the world and anywhere with internet. Music education, uh, my wife and I, who homeschool our children as well, um, believe wholeheartedly that it's an essential part of a well-rounded education for everybody, for every child, for every student. It's so much more than, yes, obviously we want all of our children to grow up to appreciate music uh, for its art, for its beauty, for its ability to be um, an expressive art form, you know, for its ability to uh, soothe the soul, allow us to have an emotional outlet, those kinds of things. It's also incredibly helpful for learning discipline, uh, learning how the brain works, because it works differently when we learn music, learning a lot about language, because music is a language. And all of those things develop in a child something completely different than they get from other academic subjects. Not to mention, of course, uh, it's incredibly significant when you think long-term uh, about the possibilities of college uh, scholarships and uh, your ability to play a role in the community beyond just having whatever job you end up doing. Right. Um, yeah, my, my children all did something. Um, they didn't uh, get any great musical talent from either of their parents. But despite that, they all did learn to play an instrument. Yeah. Uh, so, but now what happens if we have children who just resist and don't want to play instruments? Um, where do we go there? Yeah, that's a good, great question. Uh, I mean, and we do this with our, our children as well. Um, this, to me, is a fundamental, you know, education piece as a parent where we tell our children, hey, you're going to learn these subjects. And if music is one of those subjects, then that includes music. And it's not about, well, I don't want to play an instrument. <laughs> um, generally, I would suggest, I mean, you know, you know, they don't say I don't want to learn math, so they're not going to learn math. So, I mean, generally when somebody calls us and says they want to put their children in lessons, I will often ask if they have a particular instrument they want to learn. Sometimes the parents have already decided. Sometimes they say, oh, we don't really know. We just want our kids to learn music. And I say, well, that's awesome. I say, talk to your child and see what they might be interested in. And even then, because obviously it's going to be best if it's, the kid's going to learn something they want to learn. Uh, but even then, there are no sort of rules that state that they can only play one instrument and they have to stick with that even if they don't like it. 
We have many students that may try three, four, five different instruments over the course of a couple of years. Maybe it takes a while for them to eventually settle into an instrument that they really appreciate. But I found that most students, even if they're not excited necessarily to learn music, and this is of course on us as teachers, to help them understand what music has to offer them, even if they're not thrilled about music, they can find so many things about their music lessons, about music as a whole, about the learning process that is applicable to all of life and they can end up enjoying them. Right. Okay, so now that you've convinced us that our kids should all be learning to play an instrument, and of course, you know, many instruments aren't that expensive to buy, especially if you're going on recorders and, you know, used instruments. How do your how do virtual music lessons work? I mean, I know you offer them, I know other places offer them, but how does a virtual music lesson actually work? Yeah, so um, a lot of it is a lot like what we're doing right now, although with video. So, I mean, we're videoing each other, but it's probably not going to be seen on your podcast. So, yeah, right. <laughs> um, at the very least, right, somebody needs a computer with a mic and a, and a camera or a cell phone or a tablet. I mean, and then, yes, it's great if you also have a music stand, which my iPad happens to be sitting on right now, um, but not essential. And then you need an instrument and a book. And that's it, right? We can connect via FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, Google Hangouts, Zoom, Skype, WhatsApp. We've got students that use all of those different means, really whatever works best for them. And it's pretty much as simple as you being there with your instrument and your book and the teacher being on the other end with an instrument and their book. So um, I can think of a few, but I want to see what you come up with. What benefits are there to virtual instruction versus in-person? Yeah, that's a really good one. You know, um, obviously, one-on-one -on -one personal instruction face-to-face -face is what people were familiar with. Um, for the most part, before, you know, we entered the COVID world. Um, although I will tell you that there's many teachers, myself included, that have been teaching virtual for many, many years. And there's so many benefits to virtual. One of the benefits to virtual is if you have a child or, a, or an adult who's a little bit more shy, a little bit introverted, um, a little bit apprehensive, it's interesting to me to find that when they're in front of you in person in a lesson, there can be a lot of sort of unnecessary fear and anxiety. Whereas if they're in the comfort of their own home, maybe even they're in their pajamas or whatever makes them comfortable, right? Um, they just feel more at ease. And we want that, obviously. We want them to enjoy it. We want them to be relaxed. That's a tremendous benefit. Another benefit, of course, with Zoom, like we're doing now, is they can record it. So if we have a one-on-one -on -one private lesson and they record it via Zoom, they can go back and replay it and, and check out whatever they may have missed or that they want to see again because, oh, man, that, that thing was really important. I need to take a look at that. Uh, those things can be incredibly helpful as well. You know, it's um, from a relational aspect, which to me is a huge portion of teaching music, it's um, sometimes also just a little bit more uh, effective because they're sort of, and there might be other things going on, but you just see them and they see you. And it's almost a little bit more streamlined in, turn of, in terms of just seeing each other and, and relating to each other as people. Of course, I never thought of either of those benefits. <laughs> I had two very practical ones, remembering my days as a homeschool mom and juggling things. You know, it's like you've got your kids got to go here to a music lesson 
and then the other kid needs to go to baseball practice and the other one is going ice skating, you know, and it's just sometimes that practical if they're not all doing lessons at the same time. So one after the other, or if the, even if they are doing one after the other, you know, you've got to keep two occupied while the other one's taking their lesson. So Absolutely. if you're doing it at home, there is none of that. There is, uh, there is no time wasted. You turn your, right. your computer on and you're right there. And then the, the, the other thought that crossed my mind was that, um, you know, you may be a little out of town and there isn't anybody close by where right. when you're online, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You know, right. you've just got to be in a similar time zone and right. you you have and you have so many options. So it's it's also like, you know, if you have a friend who's using a virtual tutor, that's amazing, um, a virtual well, virtual anything, you know, you they can say, oh, this is really great. And it's not a problem that, you know they're in Seattle and you're like, I am in Knoxville because yeah. it's so those are just practical things that I think. Exactly. Thought. And you, you can save, you save time, you save gas on the commuting, right. uh, you know, travel of course is significant too. We have a lot of families that like to travel. Um, and if you're traveling and you're playing a fairly portable instrument, ukulele, mm -hmm. guitar, trumpet, saxophone, you can go wherever and we can have your lessons right. wherever you are. I actually had a student last year who had a soccer practice right after our lesson and all spring and summer long, he did his lessons from the parking lot. <laughs> it's, I know, I mean, I teach online classes and it's the same thing. I've heard of kids doing, doing their work in all different places and it's, yeah. it's just opened all these possibilities. So now next question, does virtual work for all instruments? Are there some it's better at, or, you know, would you say some of them? I have never... I have never yet encountered an instrument that could not be learned, you know, well, virtually. Um, and as a matter of fact, one of the benefits that I, I didn't mention that is, you know, uh, prudent to mention when we're talking about instruments is for some instruments, like say the drum set, uh, for example, or maybe the double bass or the cello, which are very large instruments um, and would require a lot of time and energy to move. It would be extremely helpful to be able to do it virtually for a drum set where there's a lot of setup involved with how you set up your kit properly. A drummer can take drum lessons and get instructions specifically on how they've set up their kit, even mm -hmm. as if the teacher was in the home, you know, themselves hearing that drum set, seeing it, seeing around the kit. Um, so, you know, Sometimes with an instrument like the violin or the guitar, for some students, it may be beneficial to meet somebody in person once or twice first to make sure that we're holding the instrument right and getting those things done. But at the same time, I have a phenomenal guitar teacher who teaches virtually and his students are doing really well. And we have a phenomenal violin teacher and cello teacher that does the same thing. And they've taught students virtually that they've never seen in person. So with a student that's really interested in learning and sometimes it can be really helpful if the parents engaged as well, um, it really makes no difference at all. I, I have a saxophone student that started during the pandemic. I never saw him once in person. And he went from never playing the saxophone before to being able to play in his high school band in about a year and a half. So wow. Um, and talking about that comes to my next question, proficiency level. So obviously I understand that from a beginner, well, even then, I mean, does it you know, you've just said they started as a beginner. So I'm assuming you could do everything from a beginner. But is there, yeah. a certain, is there a certain proficiency level when it's like, okay, you've reached your limit. Now you need to have in-person. No, I don't think so. Um, I would say that just depends on the teacher. Um, 
And we have, as far as if somebody reaches a certain level of advancement, uh, one of the nice things about our academy is we have a team of teachers and we have a handful of teachers that we call master teachers. They have master's degrees or greater, and they're extremely accomplished musicians that can take their students wherever they want to go. We have professional musicians that study with us. I teach a local band director because she comes to me because she wants me to teach her how to teach as well as how to work you know, on her instrument and on her craft uh, at a deeper level. Beginners, it really helps if they're really young, like five years old, um, which sometimes can be a struggle, but it really just depends on the child and the parent. If a five-year-old student has a parent who's help, who helps them, they sit down with them during the lesson and they're engaged as well. Some of those students can do extremely well. I have two little girls that uh, are homeschoolers. They've been taking lessons with me for five years, I think. And both of them started when they were five years old. The, the younger one started during the pandemic when she was five. And out of 450 students in our academy, they are hands down my most advanced piano students. My, that little 12 year old is playing, you know, she's shredding through Mozart sonatas and college level jazz repertoire. And she's 12. Wow, that's amazing. So, and I haven't seen them in person since COVID hit the world, so. Wow, right. Um, and then, obviously, there are different types of online. So you're talking here about in-person online. Yeah. What about um, other online where you're just using, like, recorded videos and you're learning? So I know um, on app, my one of my kids started learning guitar like that when they were learning off of, you know, watching videos and um you know, and then, and yeah. then they, they did then progress to an in-person teacher, but they started like that. So any thoughts on yeah. that? So, well, I, I, my first question would be, why did they change to an in-person teacher? Because they reached the end. <laughs> that was pretty uh, they much. Reached, yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah. Fair I mean, so, I mean, also it was for me, it was just um, wanting to see that they were, you know, where, if the interest was going to be there. So I, I did just let them. So, you know, the, it was one of, it was, it wasn't something that was forever, but I bought my daughter um, ukulele once. And when she was older, she was like going to college, I think already or it, but I don't think she ever used them. So I think I'm answering my own question here. I do think that, you know, a weekly meeting live, yeah, you know, it's it's that discipline. Whereas often, if you're using ones that are cheaper, but it's self-paced, where there is no yeah. like, I'm going to be seeing someone and he's going to notice that I didn't practice. Yeah, uh, I think that's huge. Um, so we, I have personally never, you know, used one of those services. Um, I and I mean, I'm a professional musician and I play multiple instruments. I've tried to teach myself how to play harmonica using videos um and it's not easy <laughs> and you know there there's certainly i've learned some things and i think probably if you already understand music you already know how to play an instrument you probably can learn some things that way but i think the biggest you know pieces that are missing one of them that you mentioned the accountability and the relational aspect which to me um, teaching music is incredibly mentor based there's a lot of relational uh, things that happen and there's a lot of development of a rapport and that sort of accountability where we're going to meet and I'm going to hear you play and so forth um, that doesn't happen. The other piece is you may be able to watch the video and try to mimic what the video is doing, but the video can't tell you you're not quite getting that right. 
<laughs> you know, your hands uh, position is off or, you know, that's on the end of four instead of on B3. So it's incredibly important mm -hmm. to have somebody who's able to actually observe you right. in the moment. And one of the things that we will do occasionally with virtual lessons um, and, and is we'll say, especially like if they're going to be traveling or something like that, maybe they're not going to, maybe they're not going to be here the following week is, Hey, do me a favor, record yourself playing this piece and shoot it to me because then we can talk about it the next time we meet. Um, so we can even use virtual recordings as a means to keep the conversation going and so forth. And we have students that are in person that do virtual when they're traveling or virtual right. when, you know, they're sick and that can be a, a tremendous benefit as well. Right. Now, I totally understand that the feedback, because um, one of the things we teach, well, and, and I teach the particular ones, is 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 programming. And it's the same thing. There are so many free programming courses out there or ones that you can buy and work through. And it's exactly the same thing. You know, um, you can get your program to work and it can be extremely badly written. <laughs> right. <know>? And, <laughs> and, and so I, I totally understand. Like, you know, I mean, if I was listening to my child playing an instrument, I mean, it would all sound, I, I wouldn't be able to tell. You know, if it sounded pretty much like the melody, I would be saying, you're amazing. And it's the same way, you know, if a parent is a coder, they can look and go, why did you take three pages to write code that, you know, should have been, you know, two paragraphs. Sure. Um, but it's one of those things. And, and it's when you get stuck, it's exactly the same thing. You know, as I say to parents, you can do the free stuff, but if your child gets stuck, they sitting and having to go on forums and things to find the answer. Yeah. If you get stuck with us, there's a teaching assistant you just message and right. somebody will jump in and help you. Um, yeah. and, and it's the same thing, you know, when you're getting stuck and you just can't get that chord right or whatever, you know, you guys are there. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I think that if uh, online had been what it is today, and as you say, we, we do have particularly uh, the pandemic to thank for it. It wasn't all bad because I think, you know, a lot of things sure. have, have opened up. I do think my children would probably have done virtual music lessons and at, at least part of the time, and I think that um, they probably would have taken more music lessons than what they sure. did because it would just have been more convenient. Yeah. You know, I had four Absolutely. kids and it would just have been much easier than trying to get everybody where they needed to be. Absolutely. Right. So just as we're finishing up, do you just want to tell us briefly about your business? By the way, I will have the link to Tuned In Academy on sure. the show notes, which is at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So if you don't remember, if you're driving while you're listening, just go look for the show notes and the link will be there. But just finish up and tell us, you know, what different um, instruments uh, do you have teachers for? You know, just briefly tell us anything. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, the brief story, by the way, the Academy started with just my wife and I, who both went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And we started it in our living room uh, about 10 years ago. And then we realized that, you know, we could only do so much. So we started to develop a team. And now we have, I don't know, probably about 25 teachers um, and about 450 students. But we teach pretty much every instrument you can imagine and across almost all genres of music you can imagine as well. Uh, piano voice, drums, guitar, ukulele, trombone, trumpet, saxophone, flute, clarinet, French horn, cello, if I didn't already say that. Um, if, there's, if there's an instrument that we don't teach, 
very likely, we also have a sister school that we started this December um, that covers some of the instruments that we don't, that we aren't able to teach as well. Um, like for instance, double bass. And so those, and the teachers that teach for uh, Music First, which is the sister school, um, I have still auditioned and interviewed and everything like that. So I can still stand behind them and say, you're gonna get the same good um, musical quality of teaching. We also teach songwriting and production, um, which are incredibly popular today, but um, really important. And a lot of children, we mentioned earlier, that may, especially teens, that may not necessarily be interested in learning to play an instrument, will often get excited about songwriting or production. Uh, and there's a lot of students that can do exceedingly well in that field where they really, I mean, yes, it'd be great if they learned how to read music and learn to play an instrument, but you can do both of those things without learning an instrument if you want to. Right. Well, thank you. This was really helpful. I hope that many of you listening are going to think about using virtual lessons. And if you do, I'd love it if you come to our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology podcast community. You can find that link also in the show notes. Come and join us and tell us whether you use tuned in or somewhere else, how your virtual lessons work out. Well, thank you so much, Sean David, yeah. for joining us. It was really fun. And uh, maybe we'll talk again at some point. <laughs> Definitely. Anytime. I'd be happy to. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening to us again. And I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.